Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts for this journey are my fellow Trek actor who also directed numerous episodes of the acclaimed teen drama Dawson's Creek, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil, and myself, Garrett Wong. For that life to be over, or will it be, or will it be, I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Okay. Yeah. It's a little something Nice. Like Woo. Yeah. Dawson's Creek. Yes. That was yes. good times. Such oh good times. Oh my goodness. And remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. You like how I just picked it right back up? Yeah, you did. I had, to do, I had to do a musical <laughs> interlude and then we come back to the intro. Oh wrap-up. my goodness. All right. My favorite forever ensign <laughs> dressed as, as, so happy Halloween, everybody, yes. first of all. Happy Halloween. Up. We are, go ahead and tell, explain sure, to everybody sure. what for, we're for doing anyone, in these Yes, for anyone just costumes. listening, or anyone yes. who's only listening, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to see us, but for those of you who are Patreon patrons who um, can see this uh, podcast and can see this recording of this podcast, they will notice that we are wearing our, well, not the exact costumes, but a we're representation. Yeah, we're cosplaying as ourselves <laughs> in the episode Fairhaven, which is the episode that we are reviewing today. Yeah. So Robbie is dressed just like he looked. He's got that newsboy cap on, and uh, and he has uh, he has his vest. His his shirt opened up a little bit to show off his chest hair. And me, I've got my my three piece suit. Which I thank thank you to my dad raiding his closet. I have uh, his suit. I have a vest. I have my <laughs> my dad's red tie. I have my own white shirt. And courtesy of Amazon, I ordered this hat to. Uh, That's to, amazing. Just like Harry. Now remember, Robbie. Initially, we kind of thought maybe we should dress as each other. Like you would wear this, and then I would wear your your outfit. Yeah. But we stuck but I, with. Yeah. I think it's good to go classic. It just, is. Just, you know, we're it we're is. in the classic Fairhaven look here. It and is. it's kind of weird, actually. It's weird, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you're lucky because the, the type of uh, hat that you're wearing, you're able to put your microphone over your head. I have yeah, to you... kind of, I got to stick it. And stick it backwards so it doesn't because the hat would look ridiculous. It, it would be bent down on the side. I love brim. your hat though, the straw That's hat. Nice. A, you should wear that at conventions. You know, I, not only that, I think I'm going to go out in public like this yeah, right after I this. I'm going to go to the grocery store after this. Look at wearing pull that this. off and for sure. I think people will stop and take pictures with me. Yeah. And they won't even know who I am. They're like, gosh, you look great. Can I take yeah. a photo with you? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Good to know. This is funny. Happy, happy Halloween. Happy everybody. Halloween. My goodness. I love, we did this last year. We did. I was Bob Ross. And, and I was a shark. You were a shark. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, that combo makes so much sense, <laughs> yeah. too. Well, did Bob Ross ever paint happy little sharks? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So yeah, he, I think this is But he painted oceans that the sharks lived he, in. He did. He he, he painted did. the habitat of the sharks. Seaside but, scenes and things. Yes. Yeah. But this, this takes the cake. I think this really, we've this upped our game and we have, you know, we've, we're wearing Voyager cosplays right now. That's which amazing. Is pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the costumes that we wore for Fairhaven? Yes, I do. I do. I, first of all, was super comfortable. Yes. But I remember the pieces 
they all had little um, tags in them from, I think it was Western Costume or something. That's right. Yeah. The big it, costume it, house in LA. Mm -hmm. The big costume house that that goes way back to, you know, the old studio days. They had oh cowboy clothes there oh, yeah. and, yeah. Yeah. you know, World War II costumes and anything yeah. you wanted. But I remember these were like really vintage old costumes, probably from some movie back yeah. in the golden age of Hollywood. And there we were mm -hmm. wearing it on Voyager. So mm -hmm. it's kind of cool. It is cool. There's actually, um, there's actually an Instagram account that shows costumes, the same costume worn in oh, really? 18 different productions. Yes. There's some, they're saying, like, look at this, look at this gown worn by actress, you know, so-and-so in this movie. And then uh, another actress in another, a completely different movie and another movie. Yeah. So that is actually an account on Instagram. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm excited. I think we look great. And yes. I think everyone who's watching this is going to be pretty pretty tickled pink about the fact that we have our own cosplays of our character from this episode. That's so silly. Yeah, And yeah. don't forget everybody listening or watching, we have a Delta Flyers costume contest, Halloween costume contest. We do, right. That you got to get your submissions in by November 3rd. Yes. And it's a picture of you or your child or your pet or whatever. Yeah in a Star Trek related mm -hmm. costume. Mm -hmm. And you have to have a sign that says hashtag TDF for the Delta Flyers. Get it in by November 3rd to the Delta Flyers. You'll be part of it. We have three different winners and uh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see what everybody comes up with. All right. So this week's episode. Yes. Bearhaven, of course. Yes. So let us go and watch this episode. And we will come right back with our recap and discussion of Fairhaven. See you soon, everyone. Okay, we're back from watching. Yes, we Fairhaven. are. Oh my goodness. We're back and we look like we just came out of the episode in our I, I... Halloween costumes. <laughs> we we are dressed as Fairhaven characters. Yes. This, as we uh... said in the intro for those yeah. of you that are listening. And I think we did a pretty good job in matching what we look like, bad. you know, not too bad for the time that we had to get our, our costumes together and yeah, our resources. Yeah. Amateur version. It's a cosplay yes. version. It's a cosplay version. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. it's just, yeah. So, all right, let's start off with the haiku and the limerick. So here's my haiku for Fairhaven. Fairhaven is bliss. Lots of flirting going on. Janeway finds Michael. That's or, it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. all you need. I did, well, that's I didn't talk about the anomaly, the displacement wave, any of that stuff, but I that's felt okay. that your limerick will fill in the blanks. Of so course let's go. it will. Yes, okay. I've got a lot more real estate on limerick here. Yeah, here we go. go. For Fairhaven, the limerick poetry synopsis. <laughs> Tom has made Fairhaven for the holodeck. A radioactive storm is coming and could cause a wreck. Janeway meets an Irish lad. His snoring makes her a bit mad. <laughs> But they brave the storm, and the captain does more than just neck. <laughs> bam, 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 Ooh, bam. Oh, good. I think we job. got a bunch in there. You got a ton in there. My okay. goodness. <laughs> and you got the word neck in there, too. <laughs> Short for necking, right? So, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, no one ever says more than hey, just man, necking. You want a neck? <laughs> no one says you want a neck. But yeah, it's kind of old-fashioned. For the purpose of the limerick, you had to be shortened. You got to go with whatever you can. What was here. the word that you rhyme neck with? What was the first? 
holodeck. Oh, holodeck. And okay. the yeah. thing's going to cause a wreck. Wreck. Holodeck, wreck, and neck. Yeah. Gotcha. Good job. Okay. What the heck? What the heck? Hey, did you do the guest stars, every <sighs> single guest star, even the ones that were, you know, not so. in the beginning? Okay. Uh, I think so. Let's see here. First of all, let's talk about, okay, Fairhaven written by Robin Berger. Do you remember Robin Berger? No, but what's weird is when I was watching the episode, she popped up before the writer credit as a producer. So it says producer Robin Berger. She was on staff, yeah. Well, but then I don't even remember her producing. I was like, who is this person? No. And then writer as well, written by. So I'm completely in the dark. I'm stumped. Well, here's the thing about Robin Berger. I did find out her first writing job was on the TV series Crazy Like a Fox, 1984. That was um, Jack Warden and John Rubenstein, the PI and his his reluctant son played by John Rubenstein. That was her. She was a staff writer on uh, on that Crazy Like a Fox. Right. So, but I don't remember Robin actually. I, I really have no, I have a vague memory, maybe. So, you think she know. got hired season six? Yeah. Then at the beginning. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, season six would have been uh, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, like 2000. 99, 2000. Right? 99 so, into 2000. All right. So, really, that makes sense. If her first credit was 80, you said 84, right? 84, yeah. 85. Yeah. So staff writer in 84. She's yeah, been so writing 16, for 15 years. Yeah. 16, 15, 16 years later, she's, she's probably proficient enough that she could have gotten into our writer's room oh yes right so yeah directed by alan craker i thought this was david livingston yeah no alan craker alan who would be amazing to interview if we could get a hold of him so i know we'll see i'm trying i know you i'm trying i know you are um let's talk about our guest stars we had richard real who Uh plays seamus Mm -hmm. the uh the guy who's always asking for money yes and richard (laughs) Was on, he, he did three Star Trek shows. He was on oh. TNG, Voyager, and Enterprise. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so he's very familiar to the Star Trek fandom. Yeah. Um, he also, his very first movie, uh, very first acting, professional acting job that I could find was a movie called Joyride, 1977. What? Starred <laughs> Melanie Griffith. As oh, a my teenage, gosh. Teenager on the run. I think it was something about, they they went on a road trip to save the forest or something. I don't know. Oh my something gosh. like, yeah, it was uh, teenagers on the run causing havoc to save it, the environment. It, or and something. he's what? He's the other teenager with Melanie. No, I don't Is think it? he was okay. a teenager. I think he was like a. I don't know, maybe a cop or something. All right. That makes I don't sense. know. 1977, though. So by the time he was with us, he'd been doing this for almost 25 Quite some years. Time. Yeah. A special guest star, of course, is Finton. How do you pronounce his last name? McCone? I say I say McEwen. McEwen. I say McEwen. Yeah. Finton. Finton that McEwen. sounds right. Finton McEwen plays Michael Sullivan, mm. the love of Janeway's episode. Yes. They uh-huh. cast an Irishman to play an Irishman. And he is an Irishman. Yes. <laughs> yes. His very first uh, job that I could find was in 1982. Oh. He was in a TV miniseries in, in England called The Year of the French. Interesting. It was a historical drama on uh, on uh, BBC. probably BBC or yeah. something. 1982. 1982. Two years before Robin Berger first credited as a writer. So. Yes. Hmm. We also had Jan Clare playing Franny. Francis or Franny, yes. Francis or Franny. Her first job was a horror film 1981 called madman mad sounds like a scary movie 
Yes. And it's Halloween, so it would be a good time to go yes. look for Jan Claire. Yes. Um, and because of Janeway's selfish motives, she was eliminated from the program. Delete so, the wife. Yeah, she was deleted. Delete the wife. Delete the wife. An amazing yeah, scene. It was. Good scene. Um, playing Maggie mm-hmm. was Henriette mm-hmm. uh, Ivanins. Ivanins? Iv- yeah, I- Ivanins. 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 Mm-hmm. Henriette Ivanins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she might have been Canadian. Uh, interesting, st- weird little things I found. Yeah, why her first, that? Her first job was in a TV movie in 1992 called Borderline High. Huh. And it was a TV movie that, that starred, or one of the stars, was a l- little-known actress who's going to make it someday. Named Alanis Morissette, <laughs> who is Canadian, right? So, yes, she's in a oh, high school movie, high school wow. TV movie called Borderline High with Alanis Morissette. Also, I found out Henriette was a makeup artist. She was a professional makeup artist. I didn't, and know I that. think that's what she may have done first, and then gotten into acting, or maybe did both for a while. But yeah, she uh, playing uh-huh. Maggie uh, Henriette. That's yeah, I actually saw her at the Las Vegas trek convention oh really probably yeah probably six years ago or something like that like that she had called me i somehow got a hold of her and i set it up so that i got her a room um because you know that's the main expense when you're not yeah. when you're not the main stars that you're yeah if you're a guest star you have to kind of handle your own um lodging so i i did provide her with a comped room for when she was there. So, oh, great. Um, yeah. And it was really nice seeing her again. Had she done a convention years. before? Was no, that the first never. time? That was oh, wow. Time. That was so, probably a trip for her. Yeah, that was a huge trip for her. And she said, basically, thank you so much without your help. This, you know, I would have been, um, I wouldn't have really made a profit this weekend. So um, thank you so much. And if you ever need headshots, my husband is a headshot photographer. So I was like, Oh, well, that's nice. Um, I never took her up on that offer, but Oh, wow. I, yeah. But at least that's, that was thrown out there. So if I ever need new headshots, I could still call uh, that's her. That's right. Up. Everybody yeah. that needs headshots, go to Henriette of Ivanins. Ivanins. Husband. There you husband. go. Husband. Yes. yes. Last guest star I have who played Grace, who was yep. the other lady on the street, I think. Yeah. Uh, Duffy McIntyre is her name. That's a very Irish name. Also Duffy so, McIntyre. Yeah. And I love it. Her first job, although I don't know if it was a job, a lot of people make short films as their first kind of thing. And that was the first mm-hmm. thing I could find was Blind. Oh. was the na- name of a short film that she did. But Voyager was the next credit. So wow. she did one short film that I can find, and then she got Voyager. So this was one of her first well. First- Yes. And in this episode, the the very first bit of dialogue in the entire episode is you saying good morning or her saying good morning to you and and you saying good morning back to her. Later, I think Janeway approaches her to ask her where Tom Paris is or maybe where where Michael is, one of the two. So she has more lines. And I thought she did a great job for her. For her second job. She really did a great pro. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Awesome. So there you go. There's our cast, our writer, our yeah. director. That's the people that made it. Let's get into. Let's get right into it. I love this opening shot. It's a close up on the train, mm-hmm. on the tracks. And then there's some steam that comes off the train. And that's the transition to luggage being offloaded from the train. So really, mm-hmm. really nice composition by Alan in this very opening shot. Well, it's interesting. Okay. I, uh, so as soon as I saw the train, 
And then the transition through the steam, it, it revealed that we were on the back lot at Universal. They, there's a little right. train depot there. Mm-hmm. And I have shot at that train depot before. It's the train depot. I shot a big sequence for Chuck when they were in Prague. Oh. And and Chuck and Sarah say goodbye to each other. Yeah. And it was a it was a big deal. And we had to put a train. The thing I know about that location is there is no train available. There's the tracks end 50 feet past the set. You can't put a physical train in there. Gotcha. It's so, just the tracks. Yeah. Okay. So I wondered when I saw that first shot, I was like, wait, they could have gone to Travel Town, which is at Griffith Park. There's trains there. Okay. And they could have shot a shot. It's right down the street from Universal. It's not yeah. far. They could have gone down and gotten a shot of a tight shot of a train because it's right. like a train museum there. Right. They could have gotten a shot of the train and put some steam and then use the steam to double the the universal backlog because you can't yeah. put a train there. Okay, There's that just makes no sense. way. Gotcha. Um, but okay. I was I, I really was excited when I saw that little train depot because I've shot there a few times, but the, the biggest thing was the big scene with Chuck and Sarah saying goodbye when yeah. they're you I think remember, they're over in, on the epi- in the uh, Chuck series. I remember that big I remember moment. That episode, so. yeah, that was a big moment. Yeah. That's a good catch. That's a good catch, and I'm going to catch myself. And I inadvertently said from the very opening scene <laughs> just yeah. now, and I should have said from the very first scene instead of very opening. So I am correcting myself there. Um, oh, well, that is very correcting that you did. That's <laughs> you. you. You were Thank very you so corrective. Much. <laughs> Okay, yes. we have a very corrective. <laughs> we have a sign. Yes. We have a sign which has Fairhaven and Welcome Weary Traveler, both in English and Irish Gaelic. So mm-hmm. that's a nice little establishing yeah. sign that we get to see. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we, we we move over into the uh the town square, I guess. This this cool um establishing shot of the town square. In the background, we see an upward sloping hillside. Is that the actual hillside of nope. Universal? No, that's no. All, well, all put in post. Correct? In the big wide shot, that was a set extension. So a matte okay. painting. That matte was painting. the the Irish hillsides in the yep. big wide shot. Yep. And then when you see the shots a little closer down on the down on the uh, street, yep. that is the hillside of Universal, but yep. it doesn't look anything like the matte painting. Correct. It's <laughs> in yeah. the big wide shot. That's you can right. see the difference if you look close. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, we see a couple um, in a horse and carriage, a lady sweeping the sidewalk, which later turns out to be um, our first guest star that speaks. And then there's a lovely crane shot showing Tom Paris walking down the street. And that's when Tom oh. says hi to Grace and is stopped by one of the locals, Seamus. Seamus. With his Richard, story. Did you notice, by the way, when I responded to uh, my first line, had a little bit of a Irish. You and I both do a it, little Irish in this once well, or twice. Okay. Can I, can I, can we talk about this right now? Yeah, okay. sure. You know, you know, you know me and you know how I love to do voices, accents, yes. impersonations. Yes. So I called Ken Biller before the beginning of this episode and I said, yeah. I'd like to do all my lines in Fairhaven in an Irish accent. And he said, Nope. He goes, absolutely not. And I remember being just crestfallen when I heard this. I was Aww. like, what? 
you let, and then I was angry because I was like, wait a minute, you let the TNG cast every time they do the holodeck, like they did a Western mm-hmm. one and they're, they're all like, Hey partner. So they're doing right. their accents, but you're not going to let us do it. So I snuck in my accent in yeah. a couple of lines and, and basically whenever I, and the only time I felt that it would work was if I was responding to one of the holodeck characters when they, they said something and yeah. we will get to that point when we, uh, yeah, you and I both did a little bit. I, and I yeah. vaguely remember this now. Like I remember them telling the cast, you're just speaking normal. Everybody else's yeah. characters yeah. are Irish accents, but nobody should do yeah. an Irish accent. I, now that you bring that up, I do remember that. Yeah. So after you give money to Seamus and you see me, off to the side talking to Maggie. And another thing, I thought it was Maggie O'Halloran. It's not O'Halloran. I've thought it was O'Halloran for the last 25 years. Yeah. It's O'Halloran is what it is. Oh. It's O'Halloran, not O'Halloran. But you come over to see what's going on, you know, and I said, I've, I've been distracted. I, I didn't meet you. I've been, and clearly being distracted by Maggie. And yes. then she says, charmed, charmed to have met you, Harry. And I say, charmed. So I, Threw in my Irish a accent little there, Irish, on yeah. charmed, and then also a little bit further, a little bit later in this scene, Tom warns Harry that Maggie is promised to a pig farmer with a very large rake, and that's when I say, "Tommy boy, you forgot the leprechauns," and I again threw in a little bit more yes, Irish yes. accent, yep. yeah. And then the doctor even throws one because he rides up on his bike and he says, "Morning, lads," is what he says. So he throws his. So Irish we're accent. sneaking, yeah, we're all sneaking I've, it in because we I've felt noticed... Ken Biller was off the you know mark on that one. It he should have let us. Fun to do. It was of fun to it's kind fun. of play yes. around with it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the doctor arrived on a bike. Yes. And uh, Bob Picardo stayed upright. He did not fall down <laughs> and hurt his butt like he did when we interviewed him once while he was riding a bike for the <laughs> Delta Flyers. And he took a fall and had a butt injury uh, in you this know, episode. I- just for so everyone can rest assured, Bob Picardo did not encounter a butt injury okay i gotta say i have to say thank you to bob for actually having that accident and still living but having that accident on our podcast podcast. because that has been my i gotta say that's been my biggest selling point when i meet fans at conventions that don't even know about this podcast i said oh you've got to listen there's a moment where bob picardo almost dies and i tell them about the whole story and they're like wow they're into it so thank That's you bob funny. for doing yes. you know for for crashing <laughs> i do want to i do also want to say in this opening scene yeah uh richard real who plays uh Seamus, Seamus. as soon as i saw him and started uh remembering this i remember having some great conversations with richard oh i just about? i remember we talked about the theater a bit he'd worked in the theater okay i just i don't i don't recall a lot of the detail of the conversations but i had this memory of boy i really enjoyed sitting around in the chairs with with richard he was wow. a great it was just really fun i yeah I, i'd wish you know we'd done more of these holodecks so he could have come back and hung out with us because he was a lot of fun to hang out with. So. Well, that's awesome to hear. I did not yeah. know that. I didn't share yeah. that time with him. I was clearly too busy flirting with Maggie. Yeah. Hollering so I think to were... hang out with. Uh... Well, Harry, Harry also <laughs> sets up in this episode, a little bit of the romantic side of this holodeck that Janeway is going to go down. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I liked, I liked that they were setting up the sort of, Oh, this is, you know, people can explore and, and experiment a little with like, Right. flirting and being romantic and it's a yeah. holodeck of course but i i like the fact that harry was opening that door a little for the themes of this episode so. yeah and and to be honest i did have a big crush on 
on Henry. You did? <laughs> yes. You I, had a crush on every girl. I had a crush. Not, nah, not every almost girl. every girl. I'd say probably ninety percent. Eighty-five. No, I'm going lower. Seventy-two percent. Seventy-two percent. Ninety-two percent, eighty, eighty-four. Okay, ninety. I'll give you ninety percent. Fine, ninety percent. But, but you know, I mean, this. But I don't know. And and nothing ever came of it. I mean, I never asked her out. Whatever. I think she was already in a relationship at the time. No, a lot of times nothing ever did come of it. You just you. Every time a girl showed up, you were like that. You your radar just went. I th- but this but this actress I really did I just I just felt wow just overall I I thought she was very 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 pretty I I really you know I mean you know different you're, yeah. you're attracted to people for different reasons and I've I felt that she was a, a very attractive young lady so yeah um yeah everybody and, was great all these guest stars were great I remember having a lot of fun and I was right in the intro yeah, if you remember no cow, yeah there's no cow in this one it's in the later one for sure yeah, yeah. okay all right, so we have the opening credits. Now we go inside the bar. Yeah, and we're in Sullivan's. Pe- mm-hmm. People are placing bets on an arm wrestling match with Harry. <laughs> arm wrestling, we'll learn his name is Liam, yeah. who's never been defeated before. No, I love that opening scene between you and the doctor. And it was, oh, it was the best. And the doctor yes. is like, I'll put how many, however many shillings on, on, on Liam. Liam. And you're like, really? That's going to hurt Harry's feelings. That's going like- to hurt his <laughs> Did you see me standing up for you there? You did I was stand like, up for me. Yes. And I was like, thank God somebody's there to stand up for me. I st- least- and by the way, I, I made, well, Ugh. don't want to give it away. Spoiler, but yeah. you're, you're going to win this arm wrestling match. <laughs> so I helped the doctor out. You did. By placing the bet. <laughs> you he should have bet it all. He changed his bet. He should have bet yeah. the whole kit and caboodle. You're right. All right. Um, but, uh, yes, I like when he says, okay, fine. Two shillings on Harry. And I'll pray for a miracle. Yeah. I'd, Maybe it was his dialogue. prayer that it, helped yes, you. It was Maybe the prayer. Right. It was divine intervention. Janeway shows up and asks yes. the bartender where Tom Paris is. The bartender as in Fintan McEwen. As in Michael Sullivan. So Michael yes. Sullivan is the bartender. I love the mm-hmm. transition off the beers in the foreground. Yeah. Um, finding Janeway entering. She's looking for her some of her crew. Right. She says something like, I'm looking for my friends. He said, well, we're all friends in here. <laughs> something very Irish. Yes. And she goes, well, what about Tom Paris? Um, by the way, she's in her uniform. Yeah, do they not? Do the holodeck characters not realize I, that she's I, in the funkiest, you know, Irish clothing ever when she walks in in that uniform? Yeah, it's They're weird. Ha- that is a little odd. I thought that they would recognize that or notice yeah. something was off with yeah. that. But okay, agreed. agreed. He doesn't right. comment. No. Then we go. She she finds uh, Tom and the and the gang and Harry yeah. over there with this arm wrestling match. Which, by the way, you start the arm wrestling match at the I, opening of the scene. And then there's a long scene with Janeway and Michael. You're, you've, I guess, been arm wrestling for the last couple of minutes. And we come back and you're still, still arm wrestling. It yes. was the longest arm wrestle in oh the history of gosh. arm wrestling. I mean, no, who's going to have the stamina to last that long? Well, obviously you did because you win it. You win it. <laughs> I won it very um, dramatically. Love oh all the faces and the, uh, and the and the 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 the, the yelling from, and the, from yelling. the doctor, right? Yeah, the doctor yelling at me. Come on! And then I'm like, and I I love the fact that I sort of take a break from the actual arm wrestling match to acknowledge that the doctor is screaming at me. 
and yes. I give that reaction shot to him. I love that sh- that point. It was fun. It was, it was uh, a fun arm yeah, wrestling match. It was good. It was good. A Neutronic Wavefront. That's the that's the information Janeway yes. there for to tell us. A Neutronic Wavefront approaching Class Nine, which gives mm-hmm. Harry, uh, you know, that makes him pause and go, "What Class Nine? That's a big wave." Duty front. calls. Yeah, duty and then, calls. And I love the flip of the hat. You take the hat and you do a little whoop whoop up onto your head. That was a I nice talked to Alan about that beforehand. And I said, what do you think if I, t- instead of just putting my hat on just the, the normal way, what if I do this cool Fonzie like thing where I'm going to flip it up and, and land it on my head? And he goes, if you can do it, I'll let you, you know, let's, let's go for it. I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. So oh, I remember I was, this. I was practicing. You were trying everything. to do like a whole up midair thing. And, yeah. and you ended up sort of with a just, just a little twirl it, within a, my fingers and landing it on my yeah, head. Yeah, so it wouldn't so, fall. Because yeah, I remember so it, it was it was yeah. 50-50 on landing. In terms it. of landing it perfectly, yeah. exactly. But it still I looked remember good. I think that. it looked it great. Looked great. Really, really I remember good. that. Yeah. I do remember you. Oh, yeah. And then Janeway, when she leaves the holiday, gives that flirty, flirty smile oh to Michael. Yes. JC shippers are not happy. I, I was not happy at, at all. I know. I this was like, what is going on? Very upsetting. Yeah. We, we go to a space flyby with the ship. Yep. Next, we're in astrometrics where Seven's explaining uh, this uh, uh, anomaly is a Borg classification 3472. It's a particle density anomaly formed, she explains, by two neutron stars that have collided. Mm-hmm. And it's 15 hours until we hit the wave front. So it's kind of like a big storm coming. It's a big storm. And it's crazy because it's traveling at 200,000 kilometers per second. It just, you know, if you think about it, that's not per hour, per minute. It's yeah. per second. That's how fast it's coming. And it's 3.6 light years wide. I mean, so Huge. you can't really, you can't get around it. So that's it's like why. a hurricane. Yeah. We're about to hit a hurricane. Yeah. Alana even says that the radiation is already preventing us from going to warp. So we yep. can't outrun it. That's right. Um, so Jamie goes, we're going to have to ride it out. Yep. And Chakotay says this radiation is going to get worse. Jamie says to Chakotay, let's tell the doctor to inoculate the crew. And I, I did want to say, we, we can't end it with that. We're going to get inoculated. We're going to ride this thing out. Right. But I did want to say, I loved Alan's coverage of this scene in Astrometrics. Oh. Often in Astrometrics, everybody's just sort of standing there and it's just a lot of boring looking at a screen. Yeah, it's kind of dull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one had a little bit of movement between Janeway, Tom sort of moved around to carry nice. the shot from one, one piece of dialogue to another. Yeah. And the camera was always floating and moving. It really oh. helped the tension for the scene. I nice. really liked uh, it was subtle, but a great detail. Yeah, I did not catch that. But my takeaway, I had two takeaways. Now, yeah. Number one, the board classification. Does it sound does that number sound familiar? Eight four seven two. Yeah, exactly. So yes. it's three, almost four, like seven, two. It, yeah, it was three four seven two, but that's that's one number off of species eight four seven two. I had that yeah. notation, so maybe that was stuck in the writer's brains. Yeah. And secondly, at the very end of the scene, when Janeway says these are all the things we have to do. She uses all of these naval terms. It's like, well, you know, yes. we're going to generate an inverse inverse warp field and drop anchor. And then she says, okay, we need to have inoculations and we need to batten down the hatches. So all these naval terms and phrases are popping yeah. le- out left and right, which I thought was pretty cool. I think the whole thing has a bit of like an Irish coastal, you know, Tom talks about the coast and later on he's going to tell Tuvok about yep. a floating in a boat, you know, yep. meditating up yeah. and down. And up. There's a lot of sort of 
the Irish sea and you yeah, know, yeah. there's the sort of the romance of, of Ireland and the Irish sea and the mysteries of, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a theme throughout the episode for sure. For sure. Okay. We go to a space shot yep. first and we see this ship, we see Voyager just floating dead in space. Yes. And we don't normally see that in, I don't know, that that particular space shot to me really grabbed my attention. I was like, whoa, dead in the water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we go to the mess hall. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, Neelix finds Janeway working late in preparation for the oncoming wave front. Neelix says he is worried about crew morale and suggests yes. initiating an open door protocol on the holodeck. Keep it open 24 hours a day. Come in as you please, go as you please. And he invites the captain to go with him to the ox and lamb and she declines that's all i have for that scene <laughs> so yes yeah <laughs> that's about and, it and she declines that's it because the crew's not used to sitting still and just like that space shot you know they're yeah. kind of everyone is waiting for this hurricane to, right. to show up right so uh and yeah. we discover that she declines this offer this invitation from neelix because she has other plans, which yeah, is heading straight does. to Sullivan's. We go back to Fairhaven and Sullivan's pub. And oh, uh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. She, de- yeah, she declined because she had to go see her new crush. And yep. yeah, she asked for a cup of tea. And then we find out he speaks uh, a little Gaelic in the scene. He says something oh, in right. Gaelic. Yeah. She says translation. Yeah. And he says a hundred thousand welcome. Right. She says something about her her aunt. Had a saying that a stranger is a friend. It's a friend you, you just, just haven't, haven't met. met yes, yet. I love that. Yeah, I love. So that. they kind of exchange this sort of Irish-inspired, you know, friendly sayings, yeah. and uh, yeah, she says she didn't intend to stay here, but she would have a bit of tea, and even if as she she goes to leave, then and he says, "Oh, what about a game of rings?" Yes, and she's like, "Nope," and he gets her yeah. when he says, "Oh, are you afraid that you'll lose?" Yes. <laughs> And she says, I rarely, I rarely lose. And that's how you get Janeway to play is you yeah. basically challenge her and say, challenge that you're going to lose yeah. the contest. <laughs> and she, so stays. she stays, she says one, just, just one game, but clearly that's not what happens. There's probably multiple games because we come back from a commercial break and they're, they're doing shots. Rings, yeah, they're playing doing, rings, shots, doing shots. Not tea anymore. No, no more tea. And there's also arm wrestling involved. Well, she says, because he's been winning at rings. Yes. So she's like, you know, you've been cheating. And I think you stepped over the line. And he says yeah. something about, well, my shoe's too big. So right, right, right. technically my toe <laughs> was behind the line, but the shoe was over the line. So very sort of fun, playful, uh, competitive sort of thing. They're really enjoying this. Yeah. And then she challenges him to arm wrestle yes they start arm wrestling she grabs his hands at one point like cheating yes and pulls them in close to her chest and she's holding them there and giggling like a like a little school girl like a yeah middle school girl middle school very childlike and and sweet and uh he basically says i really like you there's something really intriguing yeah and she responds well flattery is the food of fools right that's a good line yeah, and he says, "Is that another one of your aunt's sayings?" And she goes, "No, it's Jonathan Swift, the writer." Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, I'm not much for reading." <laughs> Immediately, <laughs> yeah. you know, Janeway's like, "Uh oh, oh, guy doesn't this read. Not, yeah, this is the first good first problem for her because she yeah. loves to read." Yes, and then his then Francis shows up. Francis does show up, 
And boy, she's a very understanding wife. I'm going to say that because yeah. if I came, if I was her in her shoes and I showed up to where my husband was working and he didn't come home all night long, all and night one, long. And there's one other individual and it happens to be an attractive lady that's hanging out with my husband. I'd be a little bit suspicious. Just yes. a tad bit. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. We go to sick bay next. Yeah. We are in sick bay and the doctor and Tom in the background, they're inoculating the crew for this radiation. That's yeah. Heading in. And Janeway says good morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not morning. <laughs> it's afternoon. Yes. She's yeah. late. She's so late. Yeah. And we know why. <laughs> yeah. She explains <laughs> that she's been on the holodeck. Yes. And uh, the doctor compliments Tom, a oh, rare yeah. compliment. Oh, you know? rare. He, he I, did a great job on that. I one. was shocked yeah. that he complimented you. Um, Paris does ask if he can expand Fairhaven into holodeck two to recreate the seacoast. And then the doctor quickly chimes in because he's eavesdropping, of course, yeah. saying, um, speaking of revisions, I hope to give my character a more active role because the priests were the primary you know, yes. people in the village. They were the time. most important characters. in the village. Exactly. Yeah. And then you put him in his place so well because you rarely ever do that. And so I lol It was a funny, it was a funny oh, little exchange there that, where Janeway literally grabs Paris and yes, drags him out. Yes. Like, Stop it. But your setup is you 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 it's a <laughs> you great idea. Yeah. I mean, you were like, that's so great idea, doctor. Uh, yes, in fact. In fact, Father Mulligan is going to head off to a, uh, you know, and a monastery. monastery. He's going to head. We'll send him to a monastery where he takes a vow of silence and never, never speaks, speaks again. again. <laughs> and Janeway drags him out. By the way, I, I just want to say here that so they're they're both complimenting Tom on his new holodeck <laughs> program. What would this crew do without Tom Paris creating holodecks to entertain them? There's we, Captain Proton. There's the Sandrine's <laughs> bar. There's the all of it. Like, what would they do? They'd have to play, you know, would, Tuvok's mutiny simulation over we, and over and over. Or something. We would be watching Kate's Dying Swan performance over yes. and over again. Thank the God, Tom can create these holodecks. Yeah, you have really been the sort that's of the a, recreation officer, is what you that's are. Speciality. That's your side. Yeah, your side position, right? Yeah. So you're the R and R officer, yeah. but I gotta say it's just so funny watching Janeway drag you out of there because she knows what I do. A it was almost like a sitcom. End. It was like yeah, this is was... a sitcom right now. Yeah. I mean, you do yeah. the double take, and then when you guys are out of sick bay, <laughs> the doctor kind of turns a little dark at the end, and he he's like, he's, he's it's a little. He's gotta like, have the last word. Well, yeah, and it's sort of like, well, you kibosh me, well, I'm gonna. Nah, 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 nah. And it was I very. What did he very, say? He had some something about you. You'll you'll be saying more than hail marys or something to that effect. Yeah, but it was very yeah. very catty and very like you know, <laughs> it it just kind of messed the scene up for me. I, I enjoyed guess. you putting him in his place. I did not enjoy the doctor, you know, getting all dark at the very end yeah there could have been a more light-hearted response from yeah it was definitely he, he, he was triggered oh my god the doctor got triggered it was unbelievable it was yeah. it was yeah okay we're on the bridge and i love yes. how you guys have just left sick bay and it's good that janeway dragged you because you arrive seconds before the wave hits yes. you on the bridge thank god Tuvok says 30 seconds and anytime anyone says a, a certain amount of time i then do the countdown you ever do that? And it was, and it was like it's off six it was, seconds. It was twenty-two. So no, it was twenty-two seconds actually. Oh, that's so, funny. Twenty-two before the wave actually hit us. So I don't know why th that they don't time that out so it's exactly what it is. But yeah. that's just that's just Hollywood, I guess. 
The ruptured plasma conduit is the only thing that's damaged on deck nine. So we don't really incur much damage from this. No, it doesn't seem like it's uh, it doesn't seem like a big deal. Although no. I, I did want to say when when Janeway and Paris come out of the turbo lift, I remember I had a memory of shooting this scene. Oh, and Kate and I were rarely in a, you know, uh, like oh, were you coming, coming together? in together yeah, in the turbo lift? Rarely. Yes, you're right. You're right. And I remember that turbo lift, you are, they shut the doors and you're inside the turbo lift and you're kind of stuck there until yeah. the camera's ready and everything. I did have memories of, because we wanted to come in lighthearted and then all of a sudden change to, uh-oh. Uh. And so she kept saying to me, you've got to make me laugh. Like, tell me something funny. Uh. So we come in. So, so every take, I remember going in there and going, all right, I was, I was, I remember telling like dirty jokes or she was just like, come on, do something funny. Cause we have to come in laughing and lighthearted. And so I felt this pressure of every time the door shut. All right. What am I going to say now? I, I just remember being like, so oh, was, come she on. Totally, was she totally serious? Like in serious mode back there. Come on, Robbie, you got to come in with something yes, funny. Make me laugh. Every time. Something you're funnier. Like, oh, thanks yeah, was, for putting me on the spot. Oh my God. Yeah. I went to you the dirty jokes, I think. Well, that's, that's one way. That's one way, but you could have just tickled her. That's the other thing. Yeah, you know, you could have did a little Gucci, Gucci, goo, and maybe that would have gotten her. Yeah. Too. That might've worked. Okay. I did remember that though. Watching. Wow. This okay. Where are we now? Um, well, we exterior, go out to space. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exterior. look at this exterior space shot from above Voyager. Yeah, we're looking cool. down. Very cool with all these blue and green colors from the neutrino wavefront and it's, the hurricane. We're stuck in this inside yeah, the hurricane. But again, right uh, it's it's an angle which we never see. All right. Yep. It's very rare to see it. From, yeah. Very rare from up top. And it was I mean, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. Captain's personal log, right? Long, we get that. Yeah, there's a long log here. Yeah. Very long. Three more days to clear the anomaly. She talks about the crew being in good spirits. Mm-hmm. Many have been visiting Fairhaven, and she met an interesting man there. So this is sort of a dear diary entry. We weren't exactly compatible, is what she yeah. says. But and in the Paris, in the hall in the hallway, by the way. Yeah. When she's walking, did you see how sneaky she looked? She kept looking yes, over her shoulder. She, did, she, she was did. like a sneaky kid. She like, I'm going to so go to the candy closet. <laughs> no, I hope nobody sees me. It was very funny. She was so sneaky. So she says they, that she wasn't exactly compatible with yes. Sullivan, but Tom Paris didn't program him to her specifications. So here we go. Now we know what she's going to do. Next scene, holodeck one after she's all sneaky. She's she makes modifications to Michael Sullivan. She yes. gives him the education of a 19th century third year student at Trinity College. She mm-hmm. makes him more provocative. The computer doesn't understand that command. Specify. Computer's like, yeah, specify. Yeah. <laughs> Give yeah. him a more, a more complicated personality. Specify. Specify. More yeah. outspoken, more confident, more curious about the world around him. And increase the character's height by three centimeters. Remove his facial hair. Oh, no, put some of it back. Okay, about two days of growth. And of course, delete the wife. Naughty, naughty Janeway. Mm. Yeah, she the delete the wife is at the very end. Oh, and she she goes. Oh, and one more thing. Yeah, and she brings up his relational relationship profile or something. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, Janeway, delete the wife. Look at her. Yes, at her. and it was her. The whole delivery of this was like she was. It was very sensual. It was very. It was, yeah, it, it's surprising. Yeah, and, and disturbing for J.C. Shippers. <laughs> Yes, it was. 
we go to the mess hall next and yeah. it starts with a blurry POV of the mess hall. We don't know whose it is. <laughs> right. Who, and then who's got we bad cut, vision? Who needs LASIK yeah. here? We cut around to uh, Tuvok mm. and he's clearly not feeling good. <laughs> no. Not not at all. He's got a yeah yeah sour he's, face sour yeah. on his face. Yeah, he played it well. That's for sure. So Seven walks up to Tuvok and asks mm-hmm. if he has space sickness, if he's ill, and he says, "No, no, no, I'll be fine." Tom and Harry enter, debating whether there should be fog mm-hmm. or no fog. Harry wants fog. Tom doesn't want fog. Tom says. This is called Fairhaven, Harry. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's sunny. beautiful. Yeah. It's supposed to be a beautiful place, not a right. sad, scary. No, exactly. So they, yeah, they go. They go to Tuvok. Yeah, our conversation. We we come up to where Seven and Tuvok are, and mm-hmm. the debate continues. And Tom starts talking about. Uh, it's Tom asks Tuvok's opinion. You know, so what do you think, Tuvok? You know, should we should we include the ocean? And the, and there's and there's this you know funny bit. Great place to meditate. Yeah, and then. <laughs> And then you and I both start, you know, I'm describing it, you know, just yes. picture yourself out on a little boat in a beautiful <laughs> seaside and the waves go up and down, up and down. And then you were, you were like miming it. I was you were miming doing... everything. Yes. Oh, I don't recall. Do you remember? Was Did Alan, Alan must've said like, you know, Garrett, why don't you, you know, do something here, you know, while I, I or maybe I don't know if I came up with that miming next to I you or know. not, but it was it was definitely funny in, in order to create it was this, funny and they this cutting back to Tim Russ <laughs> feeling more more nauseous at, by the moment. Yes. yes. And, and then Neelix Neelix <laughs> arrives, yes, wants to know which traditional Irish dish to make, right? Offers For a the few choices. Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. But wants to make blood pudding, yeah. but well, Tom's the one that says blood pudding. Pick that one, yeah. right? Yeah, and he starts talking about intestines and blood. And Tuvok at that point he can't he can't take it anymore. And he yeah, Tuvok up. cannot take it. He I'm going to go yeah see the doctor right I'm now. Gonna... Yeah, <laughs> it's good scene though. I like it. Yeah. By the way, it just I didn't think of this before, but we never find out what was wrong with him, do we? It's oh, got to be from, radiation. Uh, it's from the radiation. Yeah, it's because, the radiations. Mm-hmm, that's okay. what it was. It was, the but radiation. we 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 never really like. It's just a bit here. Yeah, like it doesn't turn into anything. His no, sickness. no, we don't see later. But we. So it was the just for the is comedic. Just yeah, yeah, it was just the comedic bit of. Yeah, he's feeling sick and weird. <laughs> it was funny. It's a funny bit. <laughs> it was a funny bit. Uh, we're at the Fairhaven Town Square, and Janeway, who is now wearing clothing from the 19th century, mm. she's she's uh, she's, she's going, going in deep. She's all in. And she asks Grace where Michael Sullivan is. And she says, well, probably at the bar. And she says, no, no, I was already there. She goes, oh, well, then he's at the train station. So then we're thinking, wait a minute, is he leaving town? We don't know what's going Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? He's sitting on a bench in front of the train station, reading his book of poetry. She sits down. She asks about. Oh, she actually asked him about a train uh, when if when it's leaving. And uh-huh. Sullivan says you missed it, but if you if you hang out, it, you know, another one will come up. And uh, so she sits next to him, and they start talking about poetry. And and now he knows more he knows about poetry and literature does. than yeah. she does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like so, he says she, she has a lot of catching up to do. Basically, yeah, right. Which she kind of loves, and yeah. then they. They talk about uh, Castle Odell. Castle Odell, mm-hmm. which then made me think of my friend Jennifer Odell, who's an actress. And uh, you don't see that Odell name very often in, mm. in, you know, in the world. So that made mm-hmm. me think of her. And uh, they leave to go see Castle Odell. That's the plan. 
Now we're on the streets of Fairhaven and Michael Sullivan is talking about the fair, the, the belief in fairies that Irish have. Yeah. The fairy king reclaims the castle at sundown. And you have to stay away because if you if you join in on the banquet, if you eat any fairy food, you'd never come back. So basically, that's the end of your life if you if you join right. in on a fairy banquet. And he does bring up, have you a man waiting for you at home? That's the that's the exact sentence structure he used. Have you a man waiting for you at home? And she's like, no, no, clearly not. And as they're flirting, Chicote shows up. Right yes, at that she moment. hears a voice, oh, Captain. Yeah. And there's Chicote. <laughs> And it was awkward. Oh, you she, can see she looked she busted, was like, oh, and <laughs> he's like, "Oh, really?" That's my reaction video. I'm like, "Busted!" Exactly, exactly. I but know. I, I love this moment because I was like, "This is a to- great JC moment for it the is. awkwardness." It is, and I thought he was gonna like they were gonna start fighting over yeah. her or something. Yeah, I, that's, no, but he played it cool, right? As Chicote yeah. does, and he, you could tell he was taken. You know, he. He knew what was happening. And he knew exactly what was happening. And he was playing with it a little bit, right? Yeah, he, he was. was like, hey, you know what? No, no, have fun. Have a great time. I'll see you later. And he just, he was waiting for the next moment to see her on the bridge yeah. or on the ship later to kind of give her crap about this. So, uh, but again, a great moment. <laughs> great moment. Chicote yeah. ends up going in the Ox and Lamb to meet Neelix. Right. Off to meet Neelix. And then Michael says to Janeway at the end, he goes, is it my imagination or did he just call you captain? <laughs> Janeway's response is, did he? Did he? <laughs> did he? Uh, and then she kind of rolls her weird. eyes a little bit as they yeah. walk away, which was great. That was funny. It. Yeah. Funny, funny, funny. Um, exterior space shot of Voyager still in the anomaly and then yeah. back on the bridge. And there is an increase in the neutronic gradient at the trailing edge of the wave front. So the worst is yet to come. So Tom makes a Tuvok barometer joke a little bit later, which is very funny. The look that he gives Tom after you kind of yes, talk about that was wonderful. Yeah. And Chakotay picks up Jane Alden's book of poetry and mm-hmm. basically calls Janeway out on her interest in Michael Sullivan, the bartender. Yeah, she's like, I just, I'm interested in Irish culture. That's all. He's like, really? Really? <laughs> Yeah, and interested in bartenders as well. Yeah, he he says some he says a few things, but he says, "Is it my imagination, or is that Michael Sullivan taller than he was before?" <laughs> Seems like things are different. Like yeah, he's he, noticing. He knows everything. He's picked it all out. But he also says to her, "There's no reason for embarrassment." And then you know, Janeway says, "Well, too bad he's made of photons and force fields." And Chicote replies with. I never let that stand in my way. So clearly that was weird. To yeah, me. It was weird, but and I don't remember weird. this at all, but no. you know what, you know what that's saying. It's basically saying that he has already engaged in this engaged himself. In oh, romance, yeah. in romance, romance and, and, on the and intimate relations on the holodeck. Yeah. And that it's a common thing, at least in Chicote's life. And maybe, maybe in all of the crew's life in a way, I suppose. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a it's a slippery slope. The whole concept of like romance, it um, is, it is. You know, emotional romance with a artificial intelligence. You know, a, yeah. a holodeck character or or physical romance. You know, all of right. those things you start right. to kind of starts to get complicated because I think about like, you know, uh, the doctor is a hologram, but yes. yet we endow him with lots more. Well, you know, lots of uh, human traits that we would never even begin to give to a temporary holodeck character. 
Correct. And it's just, it's interesting because that is kind of the theme throughout this in that Janeway does keep saying, oh my gosh, I almost, like later on she talks about, I almost wrote him a Dear John letter, but what am I thinking? He's a hologram, you know? And yeah. so there's this sort of, this this attitude where, at least for Janeway, she sort of discounts Michael Sullivan. At this you know, he's point, like, yes. Yeah, and, and really... Up until this point, we've had so many episodes where it's all about everyone fighting for the doctor's rights to be, you know, sentient and this and that. Yeah. And 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 me on this podcast saying the doctor is basically Microsoft Windows, you know, so I'm kind yeah. of of the of the, you know, of, of the of the thinking that he is just a program and, and, and it doesn't really matter. But yeah. but clearly uh, there are. Uh, feelings. Well, Chicote <laughs> saying, you know, yeah, don't let that stand in your way. I never yeah. let that stand in my way or whatever. Yeah. Janeway's experimenting with it here and, you know, finding her own comfort zone with boundaries and what's going on. So it's a, it's a complicated question, yes. the whole thing. It's it starting, is starting to get real in the story at this point. But I think that his comment, I never let that stand in my way, kind of gave an okay to Janeway. To pursue yeah. this further yeah absolutely. and it was and if, for those jc shippers out there for uh, it's almost like he sort of said you know what let's make this an open relationship you know you can you can see other people too so that's kind of how well, it i know to that me. kate has said kate has said many times and you know to us and and in the press or whatever she said for years that she did not believe janeway should have a relationship with one of her staff yeah that's why the Chicote thing never was able to be real, truly explored. That she right. really strongly believed that the captain would not have a relationship yeah. with. And in fact, later on, the doctor's going to literally say that as a character. Yeah. Um, support what Kate felt as an actress about her character. So it's there's a lot of like Kate's opinions about romance for her character. The the kind of double bind she was in of. I can't have romance with my staff, but these, these, uh, you know, alien of the week things are kind of shallow. And so the holodeck is sort of this, this episode's really kind of trying to unpack that and see where the boundaries are on all that for Kate, for Kate, for the captain and for the show. So, so there, if there's ever a Voyager movie, it should open on a scene of Chakotay and Janeway married waking up in bed next to each yes. other because he's been posted on another ship. So it they're did, no longer yes, they working work. with each other. There you go. And they finally are able to get together. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Can you see that? I can see that. He basically gives her the okay to have this holographic relationship with Michael Sullivan. And the next scene, I love how it cuts directly back to Fairhaven. And she's in this crazy, you know, ex Irish lots of jig. movement. She's Irish doing jig like the Irish jig with the crowd and the band. Yes. By the way, those were real musicians um, right. that were playing. That's right. They were they were playing to a uh, a pre recorded song, but they were yeah. real real Irish musicians. Yes. Um, what did the it remind you of? Choreography was really fun. Yeah. It was great. What did it remind you of? Mm, I don't know what uh, the scene from James Cameron's Titanic when Kate Winslet and Leonardo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. are dancing around like that. So that's yeah. that's the same kind of energy right there. Yes. And I love how after everything's done and she's feeling a little something going on. Frisky. She, yeah, frisky. frisky. She deletes all characters except for Michael. What was also it was that yeah she deletes all the characters, but the way that Alan Craker did it was very cool because yes. the camera sort of sees her running off to the side of the room 
and you see the crowd and she runs out of the crowd and comes over. The camera goes to her. She says, delete the characters. And then the camera kind of wraps around to reveal the room again. And they're all empty. Gone. They're all gone. Yeah. And it was without a cut. And so I thought, oh, that's amazing. They So you think ran, they all vacated the whole se- they, everyone I think left they the- all ran out of there <laughs> while she stood over. I love it. Yeah. Good job. It was That's very not well easy done because there's a lot of extras there. And for them yeah. to all clamor out of there without tripping over each other is a I great think that's job. how they did it. Yeah. I didn't I didn't take a second because there was at no it, cut, right? There's no cut. I it's didn't one... see a cut yeah. there. Okay. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. And um the smooch happens. And there's a kiss. Yeah. yeah. Let's just cut to the chase. Let's cut to the there's chase. A deep, I... romantic, yeah, Irish. Well, there's a pause kiss. after the initial kiss. There's a pause it, where she's she and kinda, then there's another kiss. I know, but I thought that's when she would realize I can't do this to Chakotay. I just can't. And then have then we ever walk out? Have we ever seen her kiss on the series, Janeway? Maybe on the Pleasure Planet. Maybe that guy. Oh. I can't remember a kiss. I, when I saw her kissing, I was like, "Whoa!" I don't think we've oh, seen. Oh, you before. know what it was? The Pleasure Planet guy. He was coming in for a kiss, and then it was Harry that interrupts Captain James. Yeah, so He's I like, don't think she it. ever got, got a yeah. kiss. So she, uh, yeah, she actually this hasn't. May be her first this is her first kiss smooch. on the series. Oh you guys goodness. out there listening can correct me if I'm wrong. Ooh, right? yeah. I think it was. Smoochy, I think it was smoochy. Okay, and I think that's how we end the act. Yes, little break, and but yeah. when we come back, we're in Janeway's quarters, and things are very different. Oh, she's cold, and she picks up that stack he of seems Irish books. Angry, and, she yeah. takes all the books over to the replicator. A long, slow decision. Yeah, and she says, "Computer recycle." Yeah. Now, like, what happened? Okay, but that, like, just rewind for a second. Has anyone ever recycled anything before this point? No, no. no. So I thought I'm sure wow. we do. Yeah, but... I'm sure we do, but we never see it. And I thought no. that's so cool. They're still recycling in the future, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is important. You know, we need yeah. to recycle limited resources. Yeah. Clearly, she's 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 upset. Of... Something upset. happened. Yeah. And Neelix comes in. Yeah. And he invites her to a rings tournament and uh, over at Sullivan's. Right. And he says the doctor's going to sing uh, "Danny Boy." Yeah. And there's even a talking pig. She, uh, he says. <laughs> And she says, nope, I'd rather stick to reality. Okay, what's up with the talking pig bit? I don't know, because it comes back later. It comes later back on, later, later, but I'm just, mm-hmm. I don't, did you, you program the, the pig t- to talk? Yeah. Is that Tom, what you did? I think Tom, I don't think it's a real talking pig. I think, you know, well, it's, what a, is it? it's an Irish tall tale. The pig's okay. going to go, wong, 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 and he's going to say, <laughs> see, I, it, it said, okay, okay. I love corn. And they're going to be like, <laughs> no, it didn't. Do it again. That's I love corn in pig. It's going to be one of those. So there's a corn pig. And now in social media, there's a corn kid. Like we talked about (laughs) before. (laughs) I love corn. Um, All right. Mm -hmm. So we've, uh, you know, we've, you and I have spoken in the past on a Admiral call about having post con blues and how you don't really experience it. Well, I wrote down for this scene that Janeway has post-hollow blues is what yeah, she has. she does. Yeah. She's got blues and a bit of anger about it. Like anger. It was interesting that it turned from just sadness to like, I'm so frustrated with myself. Why well, have I done this? Did you, so you read, you read anger. I read yes. detachment. I read detachment and. 
cold. coldness. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I didn't really read as much anger as you did. I just felt mm. like she was cold and detached at that point. Mm -hmm. Just trying to make a separation so that she wouldn't feel yeah. her feelings anymore. We go to Sullivan's next. We start in a tight shot of the rings board and someone has hit every, every bullseye, ring. Yeah. Cut, cuts around and it's seven. It's a, playing, seven with her superior hand-eye coordination. She is yes. killing it at rings. Seamus praises her. Her skill he says her and beauty her beauty. Is, yeah. her beauty is going to make him faint. Yes. He says. Yeah. And then she responds with, well, then perhaps we should sit down. If you're going to faint from my beauty, perhaps we should sit down. And they go the over to. They walk away. The camera pivots over to us. And Harry's then Harry's like, like, really? That's all it takes? Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need to do to get in with seven? My goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Tom explains it's old world charm, Harry. It's, you can't resist the old world charm. Clearly, Janeway can't resist it either. No. Um, no. Even seven can't resist it. Yeah. So, uh, Neelix is now the bartender. And Tom says, right. hey, where's where's Michael? Yeah. And he points over there. Uh, and we look over and there's Michael in the corner drinking by himself. And Tom's <laughs> like, I didn't pro I programmed him not to drink. Right. So we go over to see why he's drinking alone. Right. And the we includes the doctor. So it's Tom, yes. Harry and the doctor that walk over to join him at his table. Yeah. And he tells him that he's in agony. Mm -hmm. He's in agony. Katie Eau Claire disappeared on him. Just out mm -hmm. of the blue. They were having a picnic and all of a sudden he fell asleep and he woke up and she was gone. And he has not heard or seen anything of her in the last however many hours. So he's, he's upset. in love. He's in and love. then he thinks Tom knows yeah. where she is. He's like, where is she? Tell me. You know more. You know. And then he attacks Tom. He attacks Tom. And yes. there's a brawl in the pub. Everybody's punch throwing punches. And, and I love the doctor saying, gentlemen, please. Love, love thy, thy neighbor. neighbor. <laughs> Great, funny line. little bit. Great line by the writer Berger. Yes, good job. Uh, sick bay. Yep. Neelix, Harry, and Tom being treated by the doctor mm -hmm. for injuries sustained in the fight at Sullivan's. I, I just love this this whole scene. I, I I love the fact that we're all nicked up and scuffed up, and the hair's I, all messed I, up. I love it, but yet part of me was like, wait a minute, we have safety protocols on the holodeck. Like none of us should be injured like this. True, but I think you may have turned them off. Possibly. Why would I turn? Why would you ever turn off safety protocols on a? Well, maybe I, you. Turn I don't know. There's a. There's a. To me, I was like, oh, it's cool, but we wouldn't really get. Maybe you you forgot to put them in. Is that possible? Where you were possible. so excited about doing it, you thought it's such a sunny place and it's so lovely. And nobody's going to, you know, do any. You never know thing. where these yeah. holodeck programs are going to go. I would always <laughs> leave the safety on. Okay. Always safety first. Yeah. yeah. Harry, yeah. safety first. Yeah. Um, but Janeway comes in. She says, yeah. what happened? And Harry tells her <laughs> that it was a, Michael Sullivan. Well, Michael Sullivan started this whole thing. But then the doctor gives him this little look. He's like, like don't, <laughs> you, don't, don't, Zip don't it. look at. And, I, and she. He was looking for someone. <laughs> that was how it was very it. funny. Yeah, it was funny. I think the I think the moments were played very well in this scene. They, yeah, the doctor they, says to Janeway, "Maybe we should take a walk." Yes, and which turns out to be the longest oh my hallway God. walk I've I, ever seen on our I, show. I wrote that down. I was like, "When are they going to run out of set?" And they there is a cut after the first, but they walk forever. It's just like, did they add wow. more? Do they add no. more set? No, I'll what tell you where, because I went back. I was like, I want to know where they walked. I want to figure yeah. this out on our set. Yes. So they start 
So you know the hallway in front of engineering where you go into engineering? Yes. They start you there. Head, you can head one way that yeah. would go to sick bay yeah. if you come out of engineering, or you right. head the other way and it just goes to a turn. Yeah. They started coming from the turn. From the turn yes. and passing engineering. Pass engineering. Okay. Then they yep. go down and they pass the turbo lift hallway. They yeah. pass sick bay. They yep. go all the way to the holodeck. Right. And so that's the part one of this walk. It Correct. is the entire length of the longest hallway we have Correct. on set. And they used it for just part one. Right. And then, and then when, part when Janeway says, okay, I'll confess, I'll tell you. Right. When, when it gets to that part of the scene, they reverse it. Oh, and they now walk they're coming back the other direction. Back past oh sick bay again. Then they get to the turbo lift corner and they yeah. hide around there. Yeah. And then the last part is going to the turbo lift. Yeah. So this, it was a long sequence. This is the longest walk and talk in the history of Star Trek Voyager. I think at this is. point. Yeah. By far. Yeah. By far. So in the during this walk, um yes. brokenhearted hologram who believed that the two of you were in love is is the message that the doctor gave to Janeway. Mm -hmm. And the doctor continues to say that the fight spilled out onto the street and culminated mm -hmm. in Michael climbing up a tree and shouting Janeway's name, yes. <laughs> drunken, screaming, shouting her name. And he also says, I know you made alterations to this. Yes. He, he does ask yes. her and she doesn't want to talk about it. Doesn't yep. want to talk about it. Yeah. And ultimately he says, you know, you can talk to me. I've been hearing a lot of confessions lately. Right. And then she finally says, okay, and that's where part two starts. Part two walk happens. Yep. Turning around. Yep. And then on this part two, she begins it by saying, he says, okay, well, what, tell me what happened. She goes, you know, the story girl meets girl meets boy girl falls in love with boy girl modifies boys subroutines. I love that. And then he asks, did you have intimate relations? It's none of your she business. Goes, none of your business. <laughs> Let's just say it was a memorable few days. So clearly they did. Yeah, she got no. Um, uh, and but the last line that he says is basically he says, "Then perhaps next time you should let him snore." So I, I like that writing there. I thought that was a cool final line. Yeah. But I want to just talk about this walk and talk because it was so long. I started to realize all the post um, foley that was that was entered of all the footsteps going on. You hear them throughout the whole thing, and it's so funny. And so interesting how Rick Berman always wanted to have a carpet there to muffle the sound of footsteps, yet they add in footsteps in post yeah. and it makes it sound like they're walking on a hard surface because it, it, it is a and so I thought that yeah. was interesting. It's sort of like, wow, you, you went through all that to basically put it back in. <laughs> That's what yeah. you did. So, yeah. yeah. The lesson of this long walk and talk, I yeah. think, is the doctor saying, I know you modify the program. You can't control every aspect in life. We can't control every aspect of our experience. You can't, you know, just because he's snoring and you decide, okay, I'm going to change the, the program. So he won't snore. You can't do that in real life. So right. you have to like accept these people, even though they're holograms for who they are. Correct. And then you'll have a more authentic experience whatever that experience is and he does say you deserve romance he even says in this scene he says you know you can't have you can't have relations with your crew you can't have relations with you know some alien we happen to fly by once once every you know planet yeah. that we run into mm -hmm. you deserve to to have your heart dealt with and mm -hmm. that you know Instead of, you know, trying to change all the imperfections, 
just, um, you know, accept this for what it is. And she says at one point, she says, I just wanted to know if he loved me back. Yeah, she does say that. Mm-hmm. And and he's, he responds with something like, well, isn't that the risk that you always take? Yeah. You'll never know unless you really accept people for who they are, if mm-hmm. they truly love you back. Yeah. And, uh, and then she, her final response was, you know, I've never been afraid of taking risks before. Yeah. So you see that she's been convinced that, you know, maybe there is some value to this. So yeah. anyway, great scene, mm-hmm. lots of ideas explored in the scene mm-hmm. and every inch of our hallways was, was walked <laughs> down. Yeah. Every, literally every inch of, of the set that we had mm-hmm. was used for that scene. Uh, right. We go to space and the storm now is pretty rough. I love the colors again. Just, yeah, the colors are, are great. Cool. Now we're on the bridge. It's a rocky ride. The neutronic gradient is rising. Shields mm-hmm. are holding though. Torres chimes in on the comm saying that the inverse warp field is destabilizing. We're losing our anchor. Mm-hmm. A little naval reference to the earlier naval reference from Janeway. Mm-hmm. We have five more minutes before we clear this wave front, but Harry says that's four minutes too long. Stabilizers are offline. Thrusters have no effect. Shields are now failing. Chakotay suggests using a deflector beam to cut a path mm-hmm. through the wave front. Tuvok says we have to reroute all available power to the emitters. Mm-hmm including holodecks. Harry quickly says, because this is very important. Harry says, since the program wasn't shut down properly, we would lose most of Fairhaven. And I love that he brings this up in a moment of like, okay, the ship's going to blow up. Do we keep the game? Do we? And this to me sounds like a comment that would come from me, Garrett Wong, like, cause I'm so into my game. So I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. Are we sure we are okay with losing the game? Like, this is how I would be talking, not Harry. So I was That's a little funny. shocked that Harry brought that up. And well, Janeway says, just do it. It works for a while, but the deflector output starts to drop. Janeway says, give it all we got. Scrape the residual ions off the sonic showers if you have to. Love that line. And we do. And we barely make it through, but we do. We make it out of it. Mm -hmm. And we're still alive. And by the way, at the end of this, the shaking and the rough ride, Janeway's hair looks like it's (laughs) been through the worst battle we've ever experienced she has the poofiest biggest hair it's i don't know i'm always focused on her hair you are you are uh well we are back in Fairhaven, and mm-hmm. Tom and Harry assess the damage to the program and there's fritzing going on everywhere Seamus mm-hmm. walks up and starts to talk but ends up fritzing out before he can get another shilling from or Seamus yeah it was sad and we can only save a small percentage of the program and before we decide which parts of the program to save that's when Mm -hmm. Paris says I need to talk to Captain Janeway about this and that's where we end up in her ready room and the thing I I I loved about this scene is we walked around the back lot of Universal looking at the damage done you know, there's leaves blowing on the ground. Yeah. There's not as many extras out. And all of the set pieces, they had put this kind of fritzing. You could even see the hologrid up in the sky. Yes. Because Seamus says there's a storm oh, yeah. brewing. Yeah. yeah. There's he a storm brewing. A storm. We, yeah. we look up and it's We're just like, the 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 holes in the holograd. Right. Can see the, you know, the holodeck behind it. Well, we play along with him. We're like, yes, yes. it is. It's brewing. Yeah. Yes. True. But I, I love the vis effects and kind of seeing it falling apart. Yeah. I that was no, I agree. very well done. Looks very cool. 
Well, you uh, enter Janeway's ready room and you mm-hmm. tell her that Harry says only 10% of the program can be saved. And you ask for permission to reconstruct the program, which would take six or seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And you just wanted to come there to find out if Janeway had any suggestions. And she says, go ahead and reconstruct it. Yeah, she's a, she's into it. She gives mm-hmm. you the permission. And then we see her in the hallway after that. And she goes to the holodeck yep. and steps inside, asks the computer if Michael Sullivan is still intact, yep. the character. Yeah. Uh, she brings him up. She activates him, yes. Activates him. But this time he's not just a frozen image. He's interacting with her there. And how does he not see that he's not on the... <laughs> I mean, doesn't he see the? It's just the how the sausage is made. I mean, doesn't he see this holodeck? Yeah, it's not the set. It's not any of that. But he immediately says, "You know, where did you go?" Yeah, he's still in love. Yeah, and she says that she's leaving Fairhaven. Yeah, he says, "Why?" And she says, "Well, it's it's complicated." He asks, "Is there another man? Is it your friends don't like me?" Um, And she says, "No, no, it's just complicated." And He's, he tells her that he loves her. Yes, he does. And then she says, well, you know, I may be heading by Fairhaven in six or seven weeks and maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll stop by. So it's it's kind of ambiguous. Like, yeah, yeah. is she really leaving or is she going to stop by now and then? Well, is this- I, I think she was prepared to say I'm leaving for good. But the minute he said, I love you, that yeah. gave her pause. And no, she I thought, yeah. you know what? Okay, all right. Because that's what she said she wanted weeks. to know in the earlier scene. She said, yeah. I just wanted to know how he felt. Yeah. If he loved me too. And now she knows. And then that made her sort of give you know, a second thought to it, where she mm-hmm. then says, yeah, in six or seven weeks, I'll possibly be back in the area. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll come by the pub. And he, he ends with, um, see that you do. And so she gives him a kiss on the cheek. And she says, end program. Mm-hmm. And as she's leaving Holodeck, one about to walk out, she stops and she says, oh, I want to make one more modification to the character. She says, deny Catherine Janeway any future access to his behavioral subroutine. So mm-hmm. there you go. She's learned her lesson that the doctors yeah. help her learn. Don't mess with it. Just let don't, it go. Just right? let it be what it yeah, is. Let it be what it is. Oh, yeah, Don't control it. Yeah. Oh, it is a little episode. sweet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's your theme or lesson from this episode, Fairhaven? My theme um, was that sometimes your heart knows what you need more than your mind. Hmm. Follow your heart. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. Having a reasonable intellectual perspective on things is good, but like the doctor said, you know, don't try to control everything. Yeah. Just follow your heart. Yeah. So that was my lesson. What about you? Uh, similar to yours. Um, yeah, you have follow your heart. And and mine is don't be afraid to release, to let go of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's definitely something that I think a lot of people have problems with where they they feel like they have to they have to do everything and they can't they can't delegate to anyone else. They have to do it all, you know, or or yeah. in a relationship, you have to control how the other person is reacting to you or this and that. And and really, where does that get you? <laughs> if you're sitting here trying to control every aspect of something and really it, it's just taking that step and saying, okay, I'm not going to be afraid of this. I'm not going to fear this. I'm just going to 
let it go. Just let it ride, let it happen as it is and not try to control everything. So really just let go of the controlling nature that we Great. often all engage in. So yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Okay. Uh, my rating for Fairhaven, I really loved this episode. I thought it was funny. I thought there was good romance. I thought the sci-fi part of it was simple enough in terms of this hurricane ion storm thing or radiation storm simple enough that it it was easy to wrap my head around. And so I like this a lot. I'm going to give it an 8.5. 8.5. Yeah. I'm going to go higher. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go 8.9, possibly 9.1. So I'm going to, yeah. Give it a nine. Just give it a straight straight up nine. nine. I'm going to say nine. Okay. I'm going to say 9.1 just because wearing the, those period piece costumes and not having to wear Starfleet uniforms was a joy. And really just all around, I thought the acting was really, really good throughout this entire yeah, episode. I did too. And from guest stars and series regulars alike. And I talk about in my reaction videos for the Patreon patrons, I talk about how typically I'm very, very critical of my performance. And I was really very pleased with what i did in this episode so yeah yeah. i thought everybody did a great job yeah all right so you got a 9.1 is that where you i'll go 9.1 i went 8.5 our admiral and captain average rating for fairhaven this week is what is it 6.9 what what you do you have that reversed was it 9.6 or what are you kidding me Six point not seriously. Wow. wow. You I and I really loved shocked. this a lot. We more. did love this episode. I wonder if it was skewed. Maybe because, because... there wasn't enough techno babble in here. You know, for, for us reviewing this, we had less to write down. We didn't have to like wrap our, our minds around physics concepts or anything like that. I think and... I think people were offended that Janeway fell in love not with chakotay but or with michael sullivan oh with a my hologram gosh. and you know what that michael... says that says there are so many jc shippers out there that's what that uh, tells that me. would be my guess i don't yeah. know that that's true but that oh, would be my guess goodness we Is were that way really off the rate that's really it 6.9 6. 9. you and i our average then would be like 8.7 yeah, 8.8 of course right? it'd be high 8.8 Yes. 8.8. 8. 8. We'd 8. be right in the middle of you and me. Oh my goodness. We, we have an average of 8.8. I'm very and Admirals and captains of 6.9. That's, I, 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 I feel like I'm just, I don't know what's happening to the world. I think I'm going to end. I'm no longer doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> I'm finished. I'm done everyone. Robbie, have fun on your own. See ya. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's, it's a little, I'm at a loss of words. I, I've never, yeah. have they ever rated? That's the lowest rating they've given an episode. Have they I gone? Think it may lo- be. That's crazy. It may I mean, be one we, of the lowest averages. Okay. We didn't start doing the ratings until later in our podcast, correct? Yeah. So we don't know what Twisted would have rated. We don't know what some of the other what episodes. The, yeah. But but since we've been rating them, that is the lowest that the Admirals and Captains have given an yes. episode. Oh, yeah. wow. That's shocking. Okay. Okay. Well, we got to accept on. it. Yeah, we, we can't have control to... it. <laughs> Give up control, Garrett. Yeah. Good. Good, just good go, you, go with your heart. I'm going to go with my We're heart. Gonna go I'm with our heart. Stop trying to control, control it. Just let oh. it go. Let these it go. These lessons, they're working these lessons already. Work already. It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to our 
recap and discussion of Fairhaven, which Robbie and I thought was an amazing episode. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes. So no matter what us, you guys no think. No matter what, no matter what the admirals and captains think. But uh, join us next week when Robbie and I will recap and discuss and hopefully be closer in line with the rating of everyone else. The episode mm-hmm. Blink of an Eye. Blink of oh, an Eye. Okay. Yeah, I like that All title. Right. All right. Okay. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.